Welcome to the Data for Betterment podcast, Reimagine Hybrid Work, with your host, Maribel Lopez. Maribel is the founder of the Data for Betterment Foundation and Lopez Research. The Data for Betterment Foundation is a nonprofit organization that helps individuals understand and prepare for how their career will change as companies embrace new technologies. Lopez Research, a market research and strategy consulting firm, helps companies understand how technologies such as connected devices, collaboration, cloud computing, and AI change the customer and employee experience. The firm's clients range from startups to global corporations, including 10 of the Fortune 30. She's also the author of the highly regarded business book on how those technologies are transforming the company, employee, and customer experience, Right Time Experiences, published by Wiley. She's also a frequent public speaker at corporate events and contributor at Forbes.com. Maribel is currently researching and writing her next book on how to build successful strategies for workplace transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Maribel Lopez, the founder of Lopez Research and Data for Betterment. And this is a data for betterment podcast called Reimagine Hybrid Work. I'm joined here today by Nikki Hall, who is the CMO of Content Square. Nikki, welcome to the program. Thank you, Maribel. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you here. Nikki and I have known each other for a while. I've seen her career grow tremendously over the course of the years, which I've been super excited about. Um, Nikki, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, I actually, I got started by when I was young, <laughs> when I was like probably 12, I started my own business and on MS-DOS, I was making the flyers. I'm dating myself, Mirabelle. <laughs> <MS-DOS>. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but what was key to that was just like marketing the business. And then I went into automotive marketing. I worked for an agency representing BMW, Porsche, different brands. And, and I really got passionate about marketing when I was working with those brands. We were one of the sponsors of the 96 Olympic Games. And so I just really understood like the need for customer centricity when you're marketing. And then all my friends were getting rich overnight at a high-tech company called Cisco Systems, Cisco. And I quickly learned what a router, switch, network management, iOS, I had no idea. I I can talk about horsepower torque compression ratio, but not about routing and switching. (laughs) But I joined Cisco and spent 12 years there. And that was really the foundation. From there, always high-tech, Polycom, Five9, et cetera, now Content Square. So tell us about Content Square and what you're doing there. Yeah. So I head up marketing. People might say, okay, so what does that mean? Chief marketing officer. It's really to be customer, you know, obsessed, right? It's to raise the brand of content square to always meet and exceed the needs of our customers every single day. Mirabel, you know, I was looking at different companies and one of the reasons why I really leaned in with content square is yes, they had an awesome tech and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but great culture. The CEO, He's one to watch. He's not just selling our product, but meeting the needs of the global society. And they were really just meeting and exceeding the needs of their customers. Very low churn. Every time I talk with customers, I try to meet with customers weekly. Every time I talk with customers, I leave inspired. (laughs) So my role, chief marketing officer, would build the brand to really meet and exceed the needs of our customers to drive growth. Perfect. Okay. And I love this concept of customer obsessed, right? Because I think we're talking a lot about customer. The customer experience isn't new as a concept we've been talking about for as long as I can remember in, in 
the technology field, but I really do feel like the tools and what we're trying to do has changed. But on the other hand, I feel like it's becoming increasingly difficult for people to engage and for us to connect with our customers. Is there something we're doing wrong? Is there some other way we should be thinking about it? It is difficult, right? I mean, if we go way back when, gosh, do you remember when there was just like a few MarTech solutions? I remember when I was when I was at Cisco, I was managing the global price list for services and I had to do it in an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and then every Friday, distribute the global price list to the field. It was now there's MarTech for that. But yeah, it has become increasingly crowded. What we try to do is just to find solutions that are super open. So that way they can kind of work together, find solutions like SnapLogic, right? That snaps them all together to make it easier. But I think really you need to ensure that you have a solution in your toolkit that helps you truly understand your customer. Mm-hmm. I, I think in the past, Mirabel, you and I started working together when I was doing kind of the type of tools that would enable you to physically connect like we're doing right now. And it started with like PBX, then IP telephony, and then Cisco acquired WebEx in 2007. And there was web conferencing. And that was kind of the physical connection. I think what the big gap has been is the connection. How do you connect with your customers when they're traversing online? And that's where Content Square helps to solve. So one of the things we've been talking about for a long time is this concept of the customer journey. Does that change with more technology at all? Or how are you thinking about that now? Yeah, well, the number one, the customer journey is not linear. Like just like your journey when you go to buy a car or a house or it's not linear. You get information here, you go over here. I like to equate it to like a bumblebee, right? If you're a bumblebee, you're flying around, you're picking up pollen here, picking up pollen here, picking up pollen here, right? You go to different places to kind of inform yourself. So the customer journey is not linear. I think customers expect you to kind of know them and know what their intent is. You know, it's brands need to kind of meet and exceed the needs of their customers, not just force things on them. So the customer journey is not linear and um, brands should really understand their customers and their intent and not just kind of force something on the customer. So understanding the intent is a really interesting thing because it requires listening. And yes. There's a lot of different ways that one can listen. When we look at things like what Content Square is doing, what's their role in this type of customer journey knowledge? Yeah. Well, we're a digital experience analytics platform. So what, what does that mean? <laughs> right. And we're actually it's a big mouthful for sure. Like I see right? that on content, digital experience. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true test is putting it in front of a five-year-old, or in my case, I have an eleven-year-old son. I put it in front of my son and said, okay, this one liner, what does it mean to you, Hudson? So we're getting there. But a digital experience, that's what we're having here, right? Or when people traverse your site when they're looking for something, analytics platform. So analyzing not the who. We don't care about the who, right? Actually, and we announced a cookie-less offering so much mm-hmm. that we don't care about the who. We don't care about the cookies. Like, we don't care about that. But what we care about is the why and the how. So our solution analyzes why someone's doing something, how they're doing it, what their friction points are. We have tons of data on customers. And there was a latest survey where 67% of the customers have more of a frustrating experience online, right? So which means there's a huge opportunity to improve it. So using a solution like Content Square to understand not the who, but the why and the how to create delightful experiences. I think that's really important because the why is really where you can start to say, oh, okay, I can change something and make a difference. And and I, I guess lead you to the how. Does it differ from... B2B to B2C when we're thinking about the customer and what we want to try to do? 
Well, you know, it's I like to think of it as B2P, <laughs> business to person. You know, you have business to consumer, you know, business to business, but at the end of the day, we're all people. No, I think if you take a user-centric approach and you truly understand your customer and you have the right tools to understand, I mean, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier with kind of web conferencing, you were able to communicate this way, similar to how you know you and I are communicating right now. But when everything shifted overnight because of the pandemic and I mean, Maribel, you and I were talking digital transformation since, I don't know, 2014. Not a new <laughs> term. <laughs> Not a new term at all. And But it happened overnight because the businesses who didn't shift and become, you know, digitally transform their business were left behind, right? They would have gone out of business because of the pandemic. So now it's not a nice to have, but a must have a solution like a digital experience platform to help you understand your customers. So it's not B2B. It's not B2C, it's, you know, business to person. So it's understanding who the person is and not who they are, but what and why. So in that what and why, you know, to me, there's an underlying implication that there must be some AI or some other machine learning or something in there that's making that happen. It seems like AI is something everybody is talking about. You know, from your perspective, how do you see AI in relation to content square, in relation to customer journeys? What do you think about? What do you tell people? Yeah, well, I mean, and I know you've been covering AI for some time, and I've always tapped in you for your insights here. But, you know, AI is game changing. And a lot of times people think of AI as changing the human to this like robotic person. It's more AI. And we're trying to take a human first AI approach where truly under, you know, everything is shifted online. Everything is digital, but there's still a human behind it. So how do you close the gap between digital experience and the technology. So using AI to truly understand why someone's doing something, where they're frustrated, it's almost like a de- it enables you to decipher nonverbal communication, like online, without it. You're oh, kind of interesting. Yeah, that's a great visual, actually, because then you could see it. It's like, okay, what's happening? How are mm-hmm. they feeling about it? That kind of thing. Are they getting um, frustrated? So. Or like, exactly. <laughs> and then, I mean, brands who use our solution, I mean, like, gosh, they're seeing not only increased conversion rates, but revenue as well, because they're meeting and exceeding the needs of their customers. And I think that's important to be able to correlate that there's business value to focusing on this. Mm -hmm. So one of the other things, and you you and I have, over the course of the years, talked about this, right? Digital marketing is obviously important. And I know in the past and currently in your role now, you must be looking at digital marketing. Do you have any advice for how the people listening to this should be thinking about a digital marketing strategy? Yeah, well, first, start with your ICP, your ideal customer profile. Make sure you understand who it is that's interested in your solution that you're targeting. So it always starts with an understanding of your customer. And then make sure you have clear objectives, what you're trying to achieve, and then a way to achieve it. So the right tool set. So digital marketing starts with understanding your customers, understanding what they're trying to achieve. And then you as a brand, creating easy, seamless, frictionless journeys to make them kind of meet and exceed their needs. I know that you're really focused on the customer experience as a company, but do you think it has any implications for the employee experience as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you provide a good customer experience, the employee experience, like let's say Content Square, if we're providing a good customer experience, the employees feel enthused, right? They they know they're working for a company that's actually not just 
selling a product, but doing social good. So let me give you an example. Not only I, I mentioned Jonathan Jerky, the CEO, he's one to watch. He really is because he's not just selling a product. We acquired a company called Adapt My Web October mm. last year. And this company really kind of levels the playing field when it comes to digital accessibility. If you're dyslexic, you put this plugin in and you could see the right way if a website um, or different impairments you might have. So we created a foundation to help level the playing field for digital accessibility. So um, that needs to be a key part of it. That's awesome. Cool. So what, given the tools that we have today, what do you expect to happen in the customer experience space moving forward? I think brands better utilize those tools, right? Because if they're not truly listening to their customers and meeting and exceeding their needs, they will be left behind. Customers, you, myself, others, we have so much choice. And there's, I mean, gosh, so much choice. And we like to do business. I'm sure you do, Maribel, just like I do. I like to do business with companies to make it easy for me to do business. If I'm on a someone's website and, and I'm getting, or mobile app or something, and it's a dead end and I'm frustrated, I, I go, I'll come back to it. And often I don't yeah, <laughs> because do. I get too busy. The enemy yeah. is time and you have to make an easy customer experience. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. I know that you've already given the listeners a bit of advice. Is there anything else that we missed that you'd like to give to the audience as a piece of advice moving forward? From a business perspective, because I know, yeah, business perspective, I would say know your customer, make sure you have the right tools to meet and exceed the needs of the customers. And if you really listen to your customers and you use the right tools to listen to them, it's going to be a win-win for everyone. It's going to be a win-win for the business because you'll experience growth. I mean, we have, gosh, 800 plus customers. Now we just acquired Hotjar. So now we have 33,000 customers <laughs> who constantly are seeing high growth because they're using solutions to listen and meet the needs of their customers, not just force fitting something on them. I think this insight is the thing that we've been trying to get at for decades. And I think we're finally at the cusp of if you have the right tools and if you have the right strategy, you can actually get there. And that's actually super exciting, right? Because we can get to a point where we can really meet the customer where they are, delight the customer, advance our businesses, and there's going to be a lot of power and change in that. I have one bonus question for you. And that's one, can you, we call it the five second recommendation or okay. minute recommendation. So what's one book, place, class, activity, something that you'd like to recommend to the audience and why? Okay. How about place? Because we just got back from Rome. I was, I was in Rome about three weeks ago. And um, if you're not traveling, get on a plane and start traveling. <laughs> it's safe to do so. I still wipe things down, but it's safe to do so. And traveling's great. You get to see different cultures, just like you get to understand your customers using a solution like ours. And when you get out in the real world and you travel and you engage with people, um, that gives you a different perspective as well. So I would say get on a plane, start traveling, start living life again. Love that. Living life again. That's exactly what we want to do. Nikki, thank you so much for your time. And I hope to see you again on a future podcast. Thank you, Maribel. Thanks for having me.